My friend Nicole C. Mullen says, our skin may describe us, but it doesn't define us. And so I've tried to live in that place where I can't get overburdened with other people's ignorance. God's made me a pretty intelligent person. And when I see the the hate, I just, my heart goes out. I feel sorry because I'm thinking you're missing out on such a huge blessing because if you really got to know me, but it's made me love hard and forgive to a place where some people may never have to forgive like this in their lifetime. Hello, everybody. This is Tim Timmons with another 10,000 minute podcast. I was going to do it and then I didn't. (laughs) What? (laughs) I've never done. I don't think I've ever opened one like that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Something new just for you guys. It felt new. You know what it did? It felt fresh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was in Costa Rica with Bono. No, 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 no. That was last time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Did we already say our names? I did. I nailed mine. Oh, nice. Hey, guys. I'm Chris. And I'm Moy. Hi, everybody. And we are the three amigos. Gosh, that's all I think. But what about Voltron? I'm thinking about Voltron, like Thundercats activate. <laughs> are we sponsored? That was, the, that was the weirdest transition into that one. But what plug. about Velveeta cheese? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why can't we be the three mm-hmm. Velveeta? Entire family. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Velveeta cheese, <laughs> no, do you like no. craft? Do you like craft? Some people love those things. Craft American slices. Um, I'm I'm not into the slices. What we used to do is we'd take Rotel, like the hot Rotel, yeah. in the melted Velveeta, make a little dip. Yeah, that's that's delicious mm, you know. and nutritious. Yeah. Would you ever put an American slice on your sandwich? Mm. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think I've so. had Did a you craft do that? slice. Like, was that a Latino decades. thing at all? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. I feel like no. so when I was growing up, my parents they would always buy like the Always Save. Do you guys know this brand? No. Okay. Well, whatever like shopping center that we had Walmart or whatever they had their own brand mm-hmm. so like it was always value or like yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. but it was Her always cleanse. safe and I don't know what what it was but it was like it wouldn't be Velveeta it'd be like Belvedo or uh, something you yeah, know what I yeah. mean or like <laughs> Bell- or not Doritos but like Zoritos Con- yeah. <laughs> spicy chips yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheese chips or something so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anyway. Like we probably had some slices, but they were just like you know, yeah, they, it wasn't even American. Yellow yeah. cheese is yeah. what it would say. Yeah, yeah. You know, Please, single slice. Yeah. So who knows? That's good because you were poor. We were poor, right? So I just, mean, I don't think I don't know that we were poor. Yeah, you just thrifty. We were thrifty. Yeah, we were thrifty. It's just what you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just what we did. Mm-hmm. So I buy uh, name brand cheese now. No big deal. You totally do. So now have you gone the opposite way? I mean, like with with snacks, like the little uh, things that you used to be addicted oh, to. Do you I, go like high end? F- for sure. Yeah. 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 I get the name brand. Yeah. Like uh, we could never have toaster strudels, and I always wanted one. Como Como said, "What was what is that? A toaster strudel? Yeah. You like you put your own icing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I always thought, man, if I have money one day, I'm gonna buy toaster strudels. I don't eat them now, but yeah, so this, this is the snack for the creatives. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's some freedom it's to like this fajitas snack. or something. You got to make your own. Why do they cost more? It doesn't make any sense. Fajitas? <laughs> well, you got to put them together. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they should I'm come just, assembled. Just, I don't know toasted strudels. Well, oh, must have been a Midwest thing. It's like yeah. a pop tart. It's like a pop tart without the icing on top, oh. and then you put the icing on. Oh, but yeah. it was always like too thick, so it was never really sure like an image. Right. It just kind I of. I just saw the commercials and I thought that looks good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Carol didn't let us have we we didn't have white bread or we never had white bread any of that kind of stuff. It was like health. Mm-hmm. There was a place called Whipples. Okay. Whipples. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that was awkward. As no, I just I'm said that. It feels like a 50s. Yeah, it was W H I P P L E S. Yeah. Whipples. Sorry, just, that just hit me funny at the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I have to fact Whipples. check this. No, no, no. Place. It's good. We, we could talk to Carol next time she's on. It might be an <laughs> awkward will conversation. Know. Carol, will you tell me about Whipples? <laughs> yes, thank you for, for the H. Yeah. <laughs> McGee, please. <laughs> yeah, Whipples, uh, they actually had uh, like a little thing where you could get. Like, uh, uh, it was, you know what it was? Cause I'm, I was born in 1814, mm-hmm. but it was, it was like, it was, um, what's that called? Froyo before okay. Froyo was a thing. Oh. They were like, it's yogurt, but yeah. cold. <laughs> and Whipples, you could go there cause other places you could get ice cream, but Carol would not have us get no. ice cream. So we could get Whipples. Yeah. I'm cold in. yogurt. 
Yep. Mm. Anywho, speaking this of. This is great. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Speaking of Froyo. Speaking of Froyo. I don't know. Uh, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, another woman that I did not know before this. Mm. But heard of her. But heard of her. Right. Because she's an artist, a singer, yes. songwriter, author, speaker, television host, and dancer. All the, she's things. All the things. She's amazing. I don't know if she dances. I, well, I bet she, she does. She talks about dancing, remember? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Guys. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot about this. <laughs> uh, but, so this is Linda Randall. Uh, Linda, does she is Tate in the beginning of that? Linda Tate Randall? I don't know. Linda Randall. She is Michael Tate's brother, who is a lead singer of a band. She's Michael Tate's sister. Right. Gosh. Michael Tate is her brother. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. You I this. wonder if she had Velveeta. That was my that was my question. And or if he had Velveeta. No, I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay, okay. We tried hard. Today we have Linda. We're so excited. Yes. Anyways, today we have Linda. We're yes. so excited. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna love this conversation, and it's about diversifying your table. Yeah. So this is a very important conversation. Velveeta on the table. You know that what? was and a transition. That was it. Found it. And what's on your always fresh and what was it? Always safety, always saving. Always uh, cheap. At least saving. No, 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 no. no. What, what, was it, what was it called? Always, uh, always save. Always always save? Is that what I said? I don't yeah. remember, guys. This maybe this is not true. Seven minutes. Yes. Maybe, maybe you just lied to make friends. I didn't. I so have. We're going we're gonna to talk about lying to make friends and who belongs at your table. So enjoy this episode with Linda Randall. Today we sit down with Linda Randall and we lean into her story. Her experience as a black woman in a predominantly white industry and ministry. We talk about racism and the church. We know everyone's story and experience is different, but this is Linda's and we are so honored that she would share her story with us. It might be an uncomfortable episode at times, but a necessary one. I encourage you to listen with openness and empathy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another 10,000 Minute Podcast. My name is Timothy Howard Timmons, or Tim Timmons. Mm -hmm. We've got Christopher Chris Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Hot Chris. Mm -hmm. And then Moy is over here to my right. I'm Moy Donise. Hello. And then we've got producer George in the room right now, too. He's he's not going to say hi because he doesn't have a microphone. Well, yeah. (laughs) But he's there, we promise. But he's here and his heart's in it. Like yeah. anything. Okay, and we have a special guest Woo! today. Yes, I mean, I guess do. every guest seems special. This one feels a little more special. I, I mean, don't know. If you just look at her hair. The both special. Sure. I mean, this is now that, that's me coming from a guy with no hair, Linda. Let's be real honest. Everybody, we've got Linda Randall on here. Hey, guys. So, Linda, I'm just going to say it now, but your spelling of your name all of your names are pretty awesome. Like you've got some like hidden, hidden gems in there. Yes. <laughs> cause, cause it's L Y N D A. Yes. T A I T R A N D L E. And nobody ever gets it all right, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, you're just, I'm just saying you're making it, you're making it hard for everybody, but you're making people work for it because it's like, who needs an eye? Eyes are so dumb. Like, I hate the eye in my name, too. It should be T-Y. We're going to go T-Y from now yeah, on. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. You can go, why have not? And then at the end, the, the E at the end of Randall, everybody. So if you didn't know that was there, put it there because Rand, the A, should not be yeah. Randall. I get okay, like Randall, you know, Randall. Yeah. Yeah. I said, no, it's Randall, like candle, but with an R, you know. Gosh, <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't that kind of suck that you, you've you had to say that for how many years have you had to say that? A, a long time. I've been married to my husband going on 33 years, so at least that Wow. Long. Mm. Okay, because oh Moy just a second ago, you were asking about Moy's name, and she's like, "It's Moy. It sounds like Joy." But you say, you know, you've got the whole. I have name? to explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yes. just saying that that makes me sad. <laughs> no, it's like a band name. I have to tell people so many times what my band name means, which is nothing. Yeah, and then you got to come up with the story, and it's a whole thing. It's like, can we just skip this, please? Yeah, and I, not do what we're doing right now and talking about it yeah. for ten minutes. I don't mind it too much. You don't? Then I uh, feel like. People who are really trying, you can see it because oh, they're trying so. to remember your actual name. Yeah. You're I'm like, oh, that. you're being intentional. I like that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But mm-hmm. once you like, can, can we move on? Right? You just explain. Yeah, it. make it <laughs> quick. You should, you should see how many people get stumped when I go like after they try to spell Randall. I go, it's like, I said, it's like candle, but with an R, mm. and they go, oh, okay. I mean, you know, like candle, but 
like, oh, so and it gets, <laughs> yeah, it's just too complicated. Like really exactly. just however you want. But anyways, I'm glad to be here with you guys. <laughs> We're glad to have you on. So Linda, Linda is a singer songwriter, which you're in great company. So we can all just, let's just write us. We should be writing a song right Ooh, now. This is, right. <laughs> this is a four way co-write. Sorry, George producer. You're out of this one. Um, and you're also an author, speaker, television personality, uh, all the things you do, everything. Not what everything, don't you do? I guess uh, I, I, do, <laughs> I do a few things. <laughs> what do you? Okay, what what don't you do? Like this is actually a real question. Like, what are you not good at? Well, let me think. Um, and I'm not saying anything like like this pride. Let me think. I'm good at so many things. Totally, that's like <laughs> <laughs> goodness. No, but you know, let me just say this. Put it at ease. Put you at ease because one of my friends goes, Linda. Is like you look good in every color. Is there not a? I said no, mm. no, no. Let me just say this: the colors I don't look good in, I don't wear. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it seems like I do everything because I try to do what I do well. The things I do do. Mm. But there's some things I don't do. I don't ride motorcycles. Um, <laughs> like because you haven't tried, like, or no, what? No, because I'm scared. Crazy. Yeah, there you okay. go. Okay, okay. But the, I that, like that though. I'm. It's like uh, I might not be good at that, so I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't bungee jump or mountain climb or snowski. But feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's out of that's out of fear. The, yeah, probably. But okay. Um, <laughs> some of it's probably common sense too. I don't know. I'm but. just feeling like you could probably do those things because you also said I was. You know, you could say I was scared to write a book, but you've written a book. There you go. There, <laughs> I mean, Linda, I don't want to get too deep into this thing, but I feel like this is more for you than it is for us. Oh, goodness. And if you might need to, you know, pay us for a counseling session, you just you let guys, us know. You're taking me in. I've been wanting to go to yeah. this place for a long time. So, yeah, this is good. I need to, I need to, you know, seriously, guys, I'm not just saying I really need to laugh today. I'm not oh, just like, oh, it's been so hard. Everybody's going through stuff. But it's That's right. been like next level stuff for, you know, yeah. I know that we're what we're doing even this year and some of the things we're involved in and in music and ministry and trying to bring folks together. I mean, that mean no devil is fighting like hell and it's been it's been crazy. Yeah. So so mm. I I I need I need the laugh today. I need that. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, maybe maybe we should do our dance. That, that <laughs> you I know what? About. That would probably take <laughs> my another level. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, laughing and embarrassment are two really different things. So maybe we can just try to <laughs> hand in hand. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And what, what you don't know, Linda, just so we can, and this isn't even funny, but but Moy over here, oh, she the way she works out is you know some some people like Chris, he gets on the elliptical. I just stare at myself <laughs> and Moy, she dances. Oh, wow. So, okay. But I, that sounds like a flex, but I don't, I'm, it's not like, you know, I'm not doing flips in my home, <laughs> but I learned that dancing helps trauma, like stuck trauma move wow. um, through. And I have had a lot of trauma in my life. And so I've been dancing a lot lately to help me feel unstuck, but I'm not like, you know, jazz hands or doing like the moonwalk in my living room well, <laughs> that's funny no that's really good you know um boy because i i do that as well i incorporate that in some of my exercise and i've made it my own kind of yoga dance moves which that's pretty uh. funny to watch but also just <laughs> dancing and moving and the house was empty mm-hmm. the other day and i was so happy and i just you know and typically in the chocolate black church you know we sh- we physically shout and we yeah it's mm-hmm. So I kind of had a praise dance thing going around here myself because I'm like just trying to shake it off. And when you got, like mm-hmm. you said, when you got trauma and things going on in your life, you know, a good dance is good for the soul. It's good for the soul. Yeah, no there has to be mm-hmm. something. I mean, now I grew up in the whitest Baptist church in Oklahoma <laughs> that you can, and like people didn't like, you barely clap, let alone raise their hands. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the, you can see like the pent up like aggression, you know, underneath <laughs> the surface. So maybe yeah. if we got out and, and danced and, and, you know, just let loose hollered a little. a little bit, it would have been a little it's better. It's freeing. Yeah. It's, 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 it is. Yes, it is so freeing. It, you just, you just got to try it. You got to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you're saying that your house is empty. So, um, or was empty for a rare moment. What, who is in your house? So my, my daughter was, well, she's not here like right now. She just flew to Atlanta this morning. Cause, um, her first cousin, my niece is getting married, uh, oh, this weekend. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but anyway, so 
the weekend of April, something, whatever. Uh, and then my <laughs> husband is here, and then our oldest daughter uh, lives in Oregon now, who just recently got married. Wow. Uh, Come on. And so, so yeah, and we just actually, guys, we just moved out of our home after 16 years, having it built and designed for us the whole nine yards. But we are right-sizing, so we're in this interim space, and it's pretty pretty interesting. I mean, it, it's nice, it's beautiful, but it's a little close quarters when we used yeah. to having so much space, but I am, I'm, I'm grateful that we, at least we have, we have shelter and it's, it's pretty nice. It really is. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of me chilling today. And we took our little Yorkie out. He's about 15 years plus old, but he, oh has, my gosh. Oh, wow. he has this hacking cough. That's really bad. And we're getting Ooh, me too. something for him. We could mess up the whole interview today. So my assistant, Ugh is out with him walking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. That's a good I, assistant. Yeah, it's he, a good as well. Good, good got a couple dogs that she could come grab. Yeah. Do, you need, <laughs> do you need a few more dogs? Because Chris and I are literally on almost every podcast. We're trying to give up our dogs to somebody. So this will be fine. Yeah, they'd be great therapy dogs for your dog. Yeah, if you're God. feeling like empty nested or something like that. Yeah, no, this, this is feeling right. No, if you, would hear, if you would hear our dog. We're talk, serious. Uh, you would go. You would probably call... Uh, Dog protective services on them. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> it's so bad, and it's like there's nothing that we can do. I mean, we're trying to get some kind of cough medicine type thing, and I do all natural herbal stuff and everything. And thank God, I haven't had to be on any uh, medications, and I'm grateful for that. Um, so we're looking at maybe something natural for him, and if, you know, because my daughter yeah. is really the dog's mama. I'm I'm the grandmama. <laughs> and so, and she she didn't want to get him on drugs any sooner than. She she has to. So. Yeah, oh I, I just, I don't want to say this too loud, but I know Chris is probably going to say this. And what he generally recommends is chocolate. Okay. And uh, I'm going to say, don't do it. Don't uh, take Chris's advice you because. Cannot. No, that's a, that's a, a death sentence. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I was trying to think child protective services. Oh, P, so P, 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 PPS. Puppy PPS protective services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Puppy protective services. Y'all are, y'all are funny. Y'all have, y'all having too much, too much fun. Well, that's our whole deal. And this mm -hmm. is, just let's figure out how to have fun and talk about things that matter as well. This is really good. So, um, gosh, I, at the end, we do these 10,000 questions or thoughts mm -hmm. at the end. I kind of want to do it now just to keep yeah, you laughing you, a little yeah, bit because you said sure. you needed a little bit of love. But um, we'll just do one right now. Okay. So what what is a pet peeve? Go right now. Linda Randall with a Y and an E. What's a pet peeve? Oh, my land. I just don't care to see people not do things well. It's and I'm not mm. talking about perfection. I'm, I'm just saying if we're supposed to be people of excellence and I just like to see things done in an excellent way, um, in an excellent mm. way. I, I'm just I mean, if it's something you're, of course, you're just starting at. I know, you know, but if, if you are professional at what you do, uh, yeah. it's not like even when I sing, I'm not going to always hit the right notes. Yeah. You know, I mean, your voice is going to crack or break sometime or whatever, but I'm not saying but I'm but I do. I literally, guys, even to this day, have been singing for so many years. I actually vocalize my voice prior to concerts, days prior to, to build those vocal muscles and strength. And because I want to be able to just be my absolute best. So I yeah. really mm -hmm. don't halfway do a lot. And my yeah. husband said to me, it wasn't long ago, we were somewhere. And I had, you know, I, I tell people I have a let's make a deal purse. That means I've got everything in that purse. They will probably call a lesson. <laughs> so he asked for something and I had him. He says, he said, babe, he said, you are always prepared. And I go, no, no. Ooh. I said, I don't like the feeling of not being prepared. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's kind of an oxymoron. But anyways, so yeah, I just like, I like to see people do things well. When I get a nice dinner or lunch, or when you go to, a, I, yeah. I just like to, I just like things to, to be done well. Mm. Ooh, just for fun, Linda, because we're in a counseling session. So <laughs> if if you do something and you don't do it well or you were not prepared, who are you? So are mm. there people in your life that have been that? And you're like, you don't have to name them out. But like, are you what do you see yourself as if you are unprepared? And what do I see myself as? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is Linda counseling. Just, you know, I don't. That's a good, this, this is, oh, wow. I'm on the, I'm on the counseling seat. Come on, <laughs> come on. I didn't think about that. No, I, I just know that I'm better than that. Um, yeah. and, and I was not made a mediocre human being. I was yeah. made to soar. And I really, I'm not trying to like super spiritual things, but I mean, really 
even even times when I know I'm not doing everything well, of course, because you're you're I'm far from perfect, but I I just know I would feel less than the person I was created to be, and that's the honest yeah. God truth. Uh, when I settle, I know that there's there's more, and I don't want to settle. Mm. And sure, there are days that I don't always do you know, everything I'm learning now that, you know, you can't do everything in a day. And I'm, when I just the other day, I told my assistant, I go, I was feeling this, this angst and this push and pull. And for a moment, I just kind of settled into that feeling. And I said, well, why, why do you think you're feeling that push and pull? And I felt like for me as a child of God, it was literally like, okay, I was leaning toward maybe having a little bit more fun, or doing some work. And the minute I thought about having more fun, I was pretty free. And so now Mm -hmm. I'm kind of learning when I feel Mm -hmm. that struggle, you know, that whole thing of performing and getting things done or not. And sometimes it's like, it's okay to just be absolutely like whatever. You don't have to do anything. And so that's kind of the space I'm in now. And it's feeling pretty good. It's feeling pretty good. So when Mm. I don't do things in an excellent manner. One, I just know that I'm not mediocre and I feel like I'm settling and I can do better, but I'm not beating myself up about it like I would have in the past. Yeah. Mm. Well, we, we wanted to talk to you about your uh, color sh- of your shirt today. We didn't feel like it really um, is the right color for you today, but I, okay. I, I feel like you're... <laughs> No, no, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. What Carol, my mom, she always says, oh, Tim, that Timothy, she says, Timothy, that that color sings on you. That color sings. So, Linda, that color sings on you. Let's be real honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, Linda, you are you do all the things, literally, except for ride motorcycles, just because you haven't yet and you'd probably nail it. Um, So Pilgrim Journey is a collection of spirituals and inspirational classics. Why these songs? And and this isn't like a, I mean, everybody go check out these songs and check this stuff out. But like, what's, what's the bigger story in this? Cause I don't really care about more Christian music to be real honest. Yes. But like, what's why, like, what's the bigger narrative on this? Like, why is this important? Well, the bigger story for me is just going back to my roots after having been in a predominantly white Southern gospel community, even though I tell Mm. people, and I don't mean this any disrespect to the Southern gospel singer, artist, friends, family. I don't like to be introduced as a Southern gospel singer because I'm a gospel singer. I'm a singer. I'm not a Southern gospel singer. I happen Mm. to have been given the most amazing song that I've ever sung in terms of in that genre, God on the Mountain, which I literally almost turned down that song when Bill Gaither gave it to me many years ago. Huh. And sadly, the uh, the writer of that song just passed a, a few days ago. Um, oh. That song, 54 plus million views, that song has resonated with people literally all around the world. It's amazing. And so that yeah. kind of put me in this community of people and music um, for the past 20, 30, whatever years. And it's been great. It's been wonderful. But there are a lot of things that I learned also in this community. And I feel like my assignment, and even before I got there, I mean, I was in, you know, I got put in a Christian school after failing the ninth grade with 32 F's like flags. 32, come on, come on. Growing up in the city, DC and, and not blaming it on the city because there are great things that come out of the city. Unlike some people think uh, and are afraid of the inner cities. But I grew up there and got put in this Christian school and then music just started in my life and and a predominantly all white choir, the only chocolate black kid in the choir. They kept giving me these spirituals to sing and one thing led to another. Then you go to the school like Liberty University, which at the time yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people of color. And my world just opened up on another whole level. And I got kind of snatched up into this white community, this white world. I didn't know really much about other than when I seen white folks on television. Uh-huh. I thought you guys were all rich and smart. I, I have a lot of white friends now, and I know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't believe that for one moment. But for, yeah. for, but for then, I thought, man, I sure do. Because when we would see us on TV, the images weren't so beautiful. Right. You know, the pimp, the yeah. So true. And Gosh. And the gangbangers yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to yeah. be that. You know, I'm yeah. taking the long way around. But all that being said, so I've been in this whole kind of white world doing this thing and in the churches, in the homes, and the schools, and the communities. 
And during the pandemic, guys, oh my word, when I saw all hell break loose again and again and again, and after George yeah. Floyd, I go, okay, I'm over it. I'm mm. over it. I'm, I'm coming out. I'm coming wow. out. You're over what? What were you I'm over? Like over like, I, yes, I love people. And I haven't had a lot of verbiage as I was in those communities yeah. about, you know, I would say things from stage, you know, getting along this, that, the other, but I hadn't really told my story. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. really told people like, Share it like really, guys. There's a lot we can talk about. There's a monster in the closet that some of some white folks just don't want to even talk about. Like there are no right. issues. What do we have to talk about? People want to yeah. talk mm-hmm. about cancel culture, this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not even that's not even where I'm going. I'm thinking we as especially God's kids, I'm like, we got a lot to talk about. There are yeah. a lot of things that people are missing. And so during the pandemic, when I saw all the 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 the, the, the riots and all of the um, the the unrest and everything just came to a head and how people, I don't care whether it was Biden, Biden, Obama, uh, Trump, yeah. trauma, whatever it was, let yeah. a politician get people on this side or that side and folks right. love each other, hate each other. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. And I said, God, please, can, is it my time to say something? Is it my time? And so uh, I felt like he said, I, I have some projects for you to do. I called my friend Cindy Morgan. We started writing songs. We started on this pilgrim journey. We didn't even know, guys. We didn't even know what it looked like. I just knew that I had cried long enough and I was tired. I was worn out. Um, during the, the, the Capitol thing uh, on December, sorry, January 6th, I wept like a baby. That That's where I used to go swim in the fountain at the Capitol as a kid, right there. Wow. That's wow. where I grew up. And it grieved me to no end to see all of this crazy. And I'm thinking like, you guys, this is a piece of skin. It's a piece of flesh. What's the big deal? I mean, yeah. can, we, yeah, can yeah. we just, you know, so, so this is something and this is not even to sell anything at all, but look at this guys. Come on. So come on this, this little shirt here, when I, I would go to my, my white, my, 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 my white friends. And I would say, so you don't think there's something to talk about. And I said, my what's baby, this, what's the saying? It? My babies wore this band aid. It says time to heal. Time to heal. Mm. And on the back, so it's a please, shirt with three band-aids three. on it. Like a white Band-Aid and a black Band-Aid on there. It says, time to heal. I love that. And I tell my babies, I said, my babies wore this Band-Aid on their little chocolate skin their whole entire life. Yeah. Right. And just recently, this Band-Aid came out. And I said to people, I go, yeah, you know what? Um, and there, there's one with the, of course, with the cross. One. But I tell them, I say, nice. hey, here's the thing. If you think there's nothing to talk about, like they're mostly, they're like, oh, my lands. I never even knew that. I, I never, yeah. I said, well, look, I can tell you a lot more things that you never knew. So it's like, again, the kid goes, there's a monster in the closet. There's, oh, there's no, there's no problem. So now when I'm able to share that with my friends and they'll go like, wow, Linda, t- can you tell me some of your stories? And now I'm actually hmm. telling people, and this is not, I don't want, I don't believe in the whole white guilt thing. That, that yeah. I'm not even going there. I'm yep, not yep. even going there. But to be able to sympathize and empathize. And we went out with one of our, um, white couple friends just a couple weeks ago and we just shared at dinner some of our stories and i and i have to, i'll just share just one with you really yeah please this, this happens every single day of our lives and it's it's something that i know i'll live with until the day jesus returns but this is it's okay because i feel like i have a special gift uh in communicating with people and loving people somebody asked me in an interview they go well, why aren't you cynical and why aren't you bitter? Because right. it didn't help. But we we had our tour bus uh, that was parked in front of our home. This is a few years back. And the driver we had at the time uh, was white. His name is Randy. And if I ever use white or black to describe a person in a story, it has to be related to the story. Please don't tell me, come up to me and just go, I have a friend. And I'm like, oh, is your friend black? Oh, yeah, I know they're going to say because they're just trying, people just trying to relate. I'm like, don't, right. please don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. If, if a kid comes to your door and they're selling Girl Scout cookies, please don't say a black girl came to my door, or a white girl. Right. It doesn't, right. it doesn't change. Okay. It's perpetuating. It, yeah. Yes. So, so this, I'm looking out of our pantry window at the time and I see Mike and Randy are cleaning the bus. My husband's Mike. Uh, and so my husband's in the front of the bus by the door and he's cleaning the bus. And then Randy's yeah. about maybe four feet behind Michael and he's cleaning that part of the bus. I see a pickup truck come into our, uh, in our driveway, up on our driveway, and a white guy gets out and I go, uh-oh. I said, I, I know what's about to happen. Because it's, it's mm. a predominantly white neighborhood, of a, a, a large home. And um, of course, 
we wouldn't live in anything like that because it would just, we just wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how, how many, how many black couples and families are in your neighborhood? Oh, just was, for fun? We, we were other than one other family. We were it. Um, okay. And the neighborhood that was developed about 16 years ago, when we first moved in, there were only four houses from there and there. And now it's there are a ton of homes there. And that's another whole story because we were there before people even got there really. So, so yeah. this guy pulls up, he says, excuse me, he, this is what he, he passed. He bypassed my husband who was in the front of the bus. And he went to Randy and he said, um, and this is what I hear. Cause I couldn't hear him from the window because it was closed. Yeah. But this is what I, yeah. I was told. He said, he went to Randy and he said, excuse me, do you mind if I park my truck in your driveway um, while I do some work on the house next door? And Randy said to this guy, well, you'll have to talk huh. to the owner of the home. That happens, guys. When I wow. tell you, depending on where I go on a given day, yeah. it's every single day you yeah. have to either not apologize for being black because I am so happy God made me who I am. I'm yeah. so happy yeah. he made mm-hmm. you who you are yeah. and all that. But you almost have to just kind of like you go in and you're not expecting, you know, somebody I go in the store and somebody's looking at me kind of weird. I don't want to go, okay, they're white. I'm black. They're looking at me and they're racist. No, I I try not to think that. So try not to, but I've been in too many stores where depending on the, the, the store, like if you, especially if it's a higher end store and you come in and, if you're not dressed a certain way, can she afford it? Cause you know what happened to Oprah years ago? Yep. I think it was Nordstrom's. Yep. I'm like, she could buy Nordstrom's, you know? Right. Um, but it's, it's that thing that you almost have to, you have to prove that you have worth and you have value mm-hmm. and, and, and you, you're, you're completely worn out. And so yeah. it's a lot guys. It is, it's a lot. And I'm not even saying that complaining, but the reality is that that's one of, so many stories that I'm not even right. trying to bore y'all. I, I could tell you some that just would rock your world. I mean, mm. give me one exa- another example. A guy yeah. comes to my table. I'm on the, uh, I'm at the uh, Quartet Convention, 12,000 people. It's just me. And I invited a little family of, of kids of color from Canada. Uh, and so I'm on the set and I get done. And this guy came to my table. And he said, boy, I tell you what. And I'm just telling this how you talk. Yeah. I tell you what. He said, the first time I saw you on that Gates video, I said, what's she doing on there? I looked at that mm. here and I go, what's she doing on there? He said, but boy, when you open your mouth to sing, I tell you, bless me. Now when you come on, I tell my tell my wife, my girl's on, my girl's on. I hear that, guys. Yeah, mm. right, right, oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. I have to laugh to not cry. Totally. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, my land. I, mm. Are there, are there people in your life? Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Are, are there people, and I'm sure there are millions of other ones. And even, you know, your brother, Michael Tate just yes. shared a story just on the Jesus music, uh, movie. Yes. You know, just, that was just that one little story that he shared about being in a restaurant, mm-hmm. even just recently, yeah. you know, down in South and anyways, but are, are there any, um, how did that shape you? Like into who you are today when you're kind of looking at all these, all the narratives that have happened and, I'm sure you have, a, I've got so many questions for you right now, but h- how did all that stuff shape you into who you are today and what you're actually trying to invite people into today? You know, my parents taught us to love people. Didn't matter where they came from. Just, he said, God made us all. And that's a fact. And my yeah. friend, Nicole C. Mullen says, our skin may uh, describe us, but it doesn't define us. And uh-huh. so I've tried to live in that place where, you know, I, I can't, um, I can't get overburdened with other people's ignorance God's made me a pretty intelligent person. And when I see, um, when I see the, the hate, I just, I just, my heart goes out. I feel sorry because I'm thinking you're missing out on such a huge blessing because if you really got to know me, but it's made me like, it's made me love hard and, Mm -hmm. and forgive to a place where some people may never have to forgive like this in their lifetime. And I'm not trying to be the, you know, like this, like I said, this super saint, but it, it really, it really, it has. And when I was called the N-word sitting in my friend's car from college years ago, we were singing at Liberty and we had an event on the weekend in Winston-Salem and something happened with our hotel situation. And he said, hey, it was uh, he and I and uh, another girl, so the, both of them are white. And so we're sitting in the drive. He said, we can stay at my grandma's house. Pulls yeah. up to the drive and uh, the grandma looked in the car and said, get that in out of my yard. Oh my gosh. And tears oh my just gosh. streamed down my face because I thought, 
man, like, oh my. And, and, and so shaping me, it's just those things like that. This is okay. I can take it. I can, you've heard it bitter or better. I want to be better. And I always feel like if I'm the first black person that some people will ever kind of cozy up to or get to meet, yeah. I want to represent well, sadly, uh-huh. when, when, when one black person blows it, so to speak, you know, uh, it's like, it, it, it blankets all of us. Like if, if somebody, yeah. it, but I never hear that in white communities, you know, yeah, um, right. if, I, if I'm supposed to be the, yeah, man, I tell you what they all, they all alike. I tell you, you can't, you, you know, that kind of stuff, but it's just, it's really helped me to understand a lot more um, people's thought processes. A lot of people is just kind of how they were raised and, 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 and some of them have never had anybody have real conversations. Now, what yeah. I'm encouraging people to do is, I want people to come to the table, sit down and talk and have the hard conversations. I want you to tell me how you feel. And if you feel like I'm a threat as a black woman and why do you, why do you feel that way? What makes you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel intimidated by you as a, as a white person, why, why do I feel that way? Let's talk about those hard things. If um, you were to say, Hey, let, let's have a conversation. What would that conversation look like? Cause with 10,000 minutes, we're always trying to figure out how do we practically live all week long? And you're an expert in this because you've lived 23 years. That's how old you are. It looks like um, you lived for 23 years with this and, but you've, you've lived in this. So, but we we're saying in some ways, what's it look like for us or people for you to even say to us, Hey, can we have this conversation? Cause I'm feeling this from you or what's it look like for me to say, Hey, this is, this is my story and how I've seen the black community in my life. And I just need to share that. Like what, what do these conversations look like? How, what it have starts, you had? You know what? It starts though with relationships. You're not mm-hmm. going to go up to a stranger and just say, Hey, whatever. Like this lady, uh, we were doing an interview a couple weeks back and she was, and she was so sincere. She's so sweet. And she goes, Linda, I don't, I don't really have any <laughs> issues with, um, Black people, people of color, or I just love people. And she said, but the world is so crazy. It's so big. And it's all this. How can I, how can I, she said, how can, let me tell you what you can do, baby. I go, first, let's do, let's the self inventory thing. I go, what's your dinner table look like mm-hmm. the day of the week? What's your lunch yeah. table or what's your, yep. Um, yep. your inner circle look like? Yeah. It's literally guys, yeah. it's a mic drop every single time I say that. I go, so what's that look like? I said, so that's where it starts. Who's coming to your table? Like whether it's an actual physical table or it's just, uh, it's not. Who's coming to your table? Who's in your inner circle that doesn't look like you? Are you attending with you? You go to church, you don't, whatever. Where are you worshiping? I mean, when I go, I get invited to churches from all over and I look at the staff. And when I see a church of so many thousands of people, and you got a staff of 40, 50 people, and you see maybe barely one person of color, even if it were a black church, I'd say the same thing. Something, you guys, something's wrong with that picture. Yeah. It starts with relationships. Invite somebody to dinner. Invite somebody to lunch mm-hmm. who you know, like you know of, or you know that, hey, I want to have these conversations. Say, hey, I don't, I'm not trying to do this to be offensive or weird, but I want to get on the right side of history. Help me because yeah. I've been struggling and it's okay to be honest about it. That's that's one place to start. It's just literally dinner, having that dinner or lunch conversation, um, whether it's going to the park, you know, sitting on a park bench or if it's talking on the phone or Zooming, whatever. But just being willing to say, look, I need to talk to somebody who just doesn't look like me, because here's what will happen, guys. If we start to do that more, all of the nonsense and most of it is nonsense and a bunch of Mm-hmm. hogwash and stuff when you see on television, the media that portrays any of us in a certain light, mm-hmm. a lot of that isn't true. If you talk to people and you find out, like, say, for instance, if they show black folks all the time, they show us that we're running in the stores and we're rioting or we're doing something, right. whatever. And you think that's who we are. Well, you might believe that because you don't have any friends that, that look like me. Yeah. yeah. What you do is you, you find those friends who look like me and you go, Hey, I want to have some conversations. So before stuff gets to social media, before you start believing all this yep. stuff, stuff then, right. then, then you've heard it from the horse's mouth. No, girl, we don't No, That's not how. No, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of stuff all day, every day. I think that is the beginning of the healing process. That right there is 
it's going to start with those conversations. That's for starters. I love the kind of idea that this kind of um, acknowledgement and beginning of understanding, I think, uh, in race things happens around a table. Um, I think that's huge. And in relationship and like the stories that you've told so far of like friends sitting down at a table and you're sharing your story. It's kind of what we're doing right now, which is amazing. One other thing that kind of struck me as you were talking and as you began to uh, describe kind of the black experience, um, which is something that like we just can't understand. You know, like you just, you, when you don't know it and don't see it, even the image that you brought up of those two band-aids and different colors, like brought tears to my eyes because why would I know that there's not a a dark skinned band-aid? And I saw when that got rolled out, like in the last year, like how crazy is that? Um, but I wondered, and this is, there's a question here, um, as you talked about your first pet peeve. And about how um, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it really well. I'm going to be the best. Like I, I get this energy from you. Like I'm going to show up every time and you're going to see the best. Yes. And I wonder if some of that comes from that experience of growing up black, thinking like if I don't come as my best, these people are going to think hmm. X, Y, and Z about me. And I'm going to, I'm going to prove something to them, you know, by, by showing up this way. Do you think that's formed you in any way? I don't really think so. Uh, I just like to do, I just like to see people do well. Yeah. But, but there are some times I've gotten in white communities where you already know they formed a stereotype about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I know I'm going to have to be a certain way to dismantle that stereotype before you can start getting to the hard conversations. So, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's kind of something catching me on both ends. No, I'm that way because that's yeah. the way I was raised to do things well and excellent. Uh, I had to get the good grades and like anybody else, you know, your parents just wanted you to excel. It has made me the person that I am and that I'm becoming and yeah. I'm happy about it. But if, if I were honest guys, you know, I don't want to cry on your show, but it, it, it makes me weep because we've got so much work to do, but it's yeah. only going to get better if we do mm-hmm. what we're doing right now with 10,000 minutes. We can times this a hundred thousand times and probably still not get through. I don't want to discourage anybody, but it's, it's a lot to work through because here's what's happened. Yeah. We've buried stuff so deep. And I tell people this all the time when people say, Oh girl, we don't need to talk about the past. The past is the past. I go, but yeah, right. let me ask you this. How many of you want to, when you go to the doctor for your checkup and they ask you about your family history, mm. you go, Oh, I don't, I don't, but if there's cancer, if there's heart disease, if there's diabetes, don't you want to know that? Right. Don't you want to know so you can be better? So you can say, oh, oh, okay. So I know there's a thing with my family with this. So I need to eat. I I probably don't need to be eating this. I probably, because, you know, and then if you choose not to do something better based on what you found out about your family, your past, your history, then that's between you and God and and your body. But so I'm, I'm discouraged that people are trying to get us to not talk about stuff that's happened before. And I'm not talking about belaboring. Oh yeah. They just beat him in the slaves just and making people feel, but I'm not talking about beating anybody. Oh, but you kind of have to have some of these conversations. Cause I can tell you, if you're hearing this from me, guys, I can bring, I can fill our space right now with all of my friends of color and they would all have similar stories, but different stories yeah. that affect them every single day. And you go like, wow, how did I miss, how did yeah. I miss this bandaid thing? How, how, yeah. how did I not know that? You know why? Because keep it real. Yeah. You're in this kind of bubble world where you don't have to do it. There's not right. too many places right. that I can go any given day that I'm not even made to know that I'm black or it. it yes. Yeah. You, but there, when we go to Walmart, we get hair products. A few years ago, there was only a little tiny shelf that said, mm-hmm. um, I think it said black hair or ethnic, mm. whatever. I don't even oh, know what wow. it was. But now there's a pretty big section, um, and which is which is good. Things are things are changing. But I, I want to say, even though you didn't ask this question, but I do want to say this. Somebody asked me. They said, "Linda, do you think things are getting better?" Mm. And I said, "You know what? I think we're starting to move in the right direction." And let me tell you how I know the, the temperature gauge. Commercials on television years ago 
for the most part, you know, of course, when, for back then it was all white. You know, everybody, every yeah. family was white. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. see anybody really of a color much at all. Now, then as we started progressing a little bit, then you would see a, a black woman, but she would be kind of a lighter complexion. Yeah, me. right. It wasn't really like rich black or deep, deep black. So you would see that. And then if you saw a guy on a commercial, maybe he didn't really say much. He wasn't really involved with a black woman. It's just kind of like somebody in the commercial. Have you guys noticed that there, I can't say this without even feeling so much emotion. Wow. Like you would think, Somebody put $2 million in my bank account or $10 million. Mm. When I turn on the TV and I see these commercials and there are black families sitting at a table together and the father is interacting like my dad did with us, mm. interacting with his kids. They're teaching them things. They're playing games. They're telling stories. He's, he's married. I mean, it's, it's great. But, but that was not the image. Right. right. That's been betrayed for so long. And so now I'm like, and then I see these really deep, rich, beautiful, midnight, black women, color, skin glowing. And I'm like, God, thank you. So that's why I say for me, things are changing. Things are getting yeah. better. I love seeing that. I love seeing yeah. We've not seen enough of that. And there may be some people like, yeah. I'm tired of turning on TV. And they've got these black families now. And it's like, no, no, no. Black lives matter. Yes. White lives, we understand everybody's life matter. We get it. And my daughter put it in perspective one time. She goes, mom, you know what? This is kind of like people get upset when you say something like Black Lives Matter. She's just like, you have a birthday party. And she goes, I've I've been to birthdays (laughs) where, okay, people kind of get upset because you're getting celebrated. But today's not their birthday. They got a birthday. Totally. That is (laughs) such a great illustration. It's not their birthday. So what, what are you getting upset about? So yeah. we all matter. Your birthday yeah. matters. Your life, we all matter. But it's yeah. time to get us out of the shadows. Yep. Put us yep. in yeah. the light, in the good light that we deserve to be in Oof. as human mm. beings. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why I get emotional. That's so told somebody, I said, yeah, after George Floyd this time, there was a shift. There truthfully yep. was a shift in the atmosphere. Yeah. Things started changing. And I'm seeing people wanting to really have conversations and people want to be in covenant relationships, you know, yeah. and I'm loving it. I mean, it's and how, how is the church doing in this? Terrible. I mean, you, you've been such uh, in such a white space for so long. And now you, since George Floyd, you say you're speaking up and you are. And gosh, thank yeah. you. Yes. My God, how are we doing? How can we be better? And I shouldn't say, I said, I said, terrible. I'm like, let me just say church at large. I don't know. I th- th- I'll I, agree with you. I, I'm, I, yes. I'll agree in that area. We're, we're, we're to still, improve. Yeah. Yes. We're still as segregated as we've ever been. And sometimes I think yeah. it's getting, mm-hmm. I think sometimes the church is getting worse. I, I think sometimes it is. I mean, we are having some conversations with some people who are wanting to have more people that look like me in their church. And I say, well, look at your staff. Who's on your staff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to do that, start mirroring that from the pulpit, and and maybe right. it'll 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 leak out. You know, it'll it'll roll out and catch on. But but we we still guys have a lot to do. Uh, I don't like to see folks get up in church and they're whether it's a predominantly black or predominantly white. I mean, and they're saying their prayers and this that the other, and they're not even trying to have communities uh, that they're involved in that don't look like them. And I'm not talking about the the white church. And we get this a lot in the black community. Their white churches want to come and help us on special days in the summer. Is there a house that we can help fix up or do something? And, right, right. And it's the great white hope coming to our <laughs> um, yeah. a community that has been uh, depraved and uh, deprived. And we just want to be a blessing. And, yeah, any, yeah, you know, yeah. That that mentality, I don't like. Well, I think we sh- we should work in other each other's communities. I think that's a great thing. But how about we come in your community and come in your homes? And we had that happen in one of the white families at church. My husband went to the mom's home to help with something, and that was the first time there had ever been a black person hmm. in that mother's home. And she's probably seventy hmm. something, saying something is something's wrong. And the church, mm-hmm. we've got to get it together, guys. We're supposed to be leading out on this healing thing. We're supposed to be leading out, but we're still so far behind. And yeah. so I'm just trying to get in places now, y'all, where I can get up and I can just tell my story and yeah. get real. If you never invite me back, 
I'm sorry. I don't hate you. I love you. I mean, I really, it's not like, oh, the Jesus. I genuinely, as from one human to the next, I love you. We are brothers and we are sisters. And uh, yeah. that's what the, one of the records and the album, uh, uh, My Feet Made Me Tired song, that we're brothers and sisters. We, we got a lot of work to do. So the church, it's, it's, I don't, I don't think we're doing great. We're making little mm-hmm. bitty strides, but I think the world light years yes. ahead. You're, uh, you're, yeah. you're totally right. Mm-hmm. You're t- well, that's, that's our view as yes. well. So we're, thank you for the work that you're doing and just waking up every day and saying, okay, Jesus, let's go. Like, what do you have today? Cause I, you mm-hmm. really are being used in this way. And I, I'm not a big fan of used, but he, yeah. he is actually putting you in places and letting you represent him in these places who was not a white Jesus. I, by um, the way, I like so, what you just said, represent him. Not yeah, it's, it's it's different. Representing is a really different thing than if if Adam, the first yeah. Adam, was a representer of God, naming things, yeah. giving. I mean, it was like this real representation of God, yes. not just like oh, I'm a representative of God. Yes, I'm a representer of God. So that's what you get to be yes. with black skin on. Yes, a representer of God yes. to the white people, to the yes, to anybody, to Any, your friends, anybody, anybody. So it's just it's just such wow. a gift to mm-hmm. have you in this world, and we're so thankful. Thankful mm-hmm. for you. Thank you for even wow. jumping on and giving us your heart today. Thank you for letting uh, thank us you guys do that. for having me. This has been this has been so great for me. Uh, and I honestly, it wasn't you guys at all today, but it was one of those. I'm not a person who will not do what I'm supposed to do, like with interviews. But today has just been it's been really some tough days. And I was like. I'm not sure I'm really up to this. Come on, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, Good. I'm glad, and, I'm glad we got you, that side of you. And you guys just. It's I figured it was going to be next level because the struggle was was pretty strong prior to Mm. getting on with you guys. So there's some there's some warfare. And I really mean that in the the most holy, righteous sense that we're in territory that the enemy hates. And so he's going to fight like he's been. Well, he's also going to fight these next three minutes. okay? (laughs) because it's 10,000 thoughts with Linda Randall with a Y and with an E. Okay, girl. So this is like quick, quick town. Okay. You go. This there's not much thinking involved okay. in this. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite person growing up? Oh, I would say my mommy, and my daddy. But my really, I'm just a daddy's girl. But I love my mom. But really, he was my guys. <laughs> that's so politically correct. That was so perfect. Um, okay, something that's on your bucket list. Oh. You know, it's on my, I got a dream list, bucket list. Okay. So, but I don't, some things I can't share because I don't want people to make it happen. Um, (laughs) But, 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 okay. I'll say this. I I, want to do, uh, I want to do movie soundtracks. Um, Oh yeah. That's one of the, I'll just say that's one of the things that, yeah. But there are other things that are like, they're kind of like those private kind of, Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. so but that, that's one yep. of them. Okay. And, uh, yeah. We'll leave those as, as unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say that that's an unspoken. Yes. That's what that is. Yes. Um, okay, fashion regret then. Fashion Ooh. regret? Oh, Come man. on. Come on. Some, let, of, my, let, some let, of my yeah. hairstyles. <laughs> when I look back at someone, I was like, oh, girl, what, would, what was you thinking? Like, I, was, I wish I had a friend that loved me enough to tell me, girl, that ain't working. But anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. That does not sing. Yeah. Yeah. That outfit does not sing. Um, okay, bad habit. Bad habit. Ooh. Okay. Uh, overthinking. Overthinking. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Strong. Okay. Last one. Uh, what is your, if you were going to do karaoke, what, what's your go-to song? Oh, my go-to song. Oh, let's see. Karaoke go-to song. Probably don't laugh at this because y'all No, no, that, that's, that's the whole point. Because <laughs> it's so cornball. You light up my life. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Are you saying that about us? Give it, give it. You give me hope yes. to carry on, right? Yes, that and then it goes, that then it goes all the way up. It's yeah, ter- I'm, 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 just, I'm singing the Barry White version of that. So I, like, I was trying to be an I'm like, Lie. she's like got this beautiful voice. Yeah, she's like, like Barry White. Oh you guys are crazy. So dumb. Okay, Linda Randall, thank you for being amazing. Yes, yes thank, thank you. So, so much. people, go check out. And where can they? Where do they check out stuff that is Linda Randall with a Y and an E? In, anywhere, LindaRandall.com, but then Apple Music and Amazon Music, I anything, whatever. So you can uh, uh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all the social media 
whatever outlets. Um, well, we, the the last thing we just wanted to tell you is that we have um, we've all gotten together. And we have purchased you a motorcycle. <laughs> so that's coming to your house. Oh God, you get a motorcycle thank you today. So much. So. That's, that was on the bucket list, really. Oh, there you I, go. I, I really? Would it if would oh my gosh. My well, brother, we will Michael, ride. Michael has a Harley. Uh, my brother, Michael, is like, you talking about a daring guy. He, I mean, just all kinds of I'm saying that's daring, but yeah. So he yeah. is a motorcycle. So if I ever really want to ride, I could, I guess. Yeah. But. Thank yeah, you yeah. for the purchase. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's coming to your house. Get so your it's money be back. Super great. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, thank you so right, much. Girl, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank My you pleasure. so much. All right, people. So that was Linda Randall. Uh, another great episode. Amazing conversation. I wish she was here with us. Yeah. I, she was one of those people that you just want to be with. Yeah. Especially when people are telling you their story. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you want to practice empathy with people. You want to sit and understand and right. learn from them. And right. she, it was an honor for us to hear her really tell us all the pieces of what has been her journey with mm-hmm. the church, with music um, and her experience here. Yeah. I I have, I have, certain people in my life that would, that would kind of question that story, you know, mm-hmm. on the race side of things that would right. go, well, but you know, whatever they would say. And I'm, I'm not one of them, but I, I would love for them to hear this just, and I even want to be able to be the person who's looking into these stories into somebody else. And whether I agree with them or not, I go, gosh, that's your story. I want to hear more about your story. Mm-hmm. And if you're out there and this racial conversation has been pushing on you or you felt pushback or you want to push back on it, I think maybe just the invitation here is how do we just hear people's stories? Mm-hmm. Right. And really listen well and be curious in it, not just jump to our political agenda or what's their political agenda, but really hear stories. There's something so powerful. And just a reminder for me, I just want to listen to people's stories before I quickly go to judge a whole group. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think the the powerful thing about diversifying your table mm-hmm. is that we can all bring our experiences in and learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And and that's what she did with us uh, coming on the podcast and sharing her story. It's like, I don't have that experience. And so I can't speak to it. I right. don't know anything about right. it. I haven't like, I have not experienced it, but when she can come in and, tell her story the way that she did, then it can give me insight to say, oh my gosh, there's a whole part of life that that I had no idea about. And that's the invitation, I think, as you listen to this. It's like, here's an experience of something that maybe you didn't even no existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do we do with that? And how can we continue to diversify our table and invite more people to the table so we can kind of expand what we know and, and right. uh, the experiences for everybody? I don't know. Yeah. And that's actually the practice for this week is diversifying your table. So what does that look like? And we literally mean, I mean, table as in like just your conversations or just your dinner table. Right. There was a season when we, le- uh, we left our uh, a church community in California. And for about three years, we just decided we're not going to go to church and do church. We're going to just be it with people mm-hmm. and don't take that conversation in another way. I guess we can have that conversation at another time, but, but like, what's it look like to really be yeah. the church and who's at your table and really being intentional with like, they're not just all people that believe the same thing I believe. Right. Um, let, let's, I can learn from anybody mm-hmm. and I can love anybody, mm-hmm. whatever their story is. So that would be an encouragement and a practice for this week is set the table to have important and intentional conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whoever you're at a table with this week, maybe just be a little bit more intentional with that conversation. Yeah. Be present, lean into what people bring to the table. I think another beautiful part about this practice is that I experienced God in a very specific way in my life through my experience. And when we diversify our communities, we start to see a bigger, more complete view of God's character and the ways he shows up for other people. Mm. And so be curious about seeing God in someone's story, Mm. not just making space for them, but truly saying, if God is always with me, he is also always with this person. So how am I going to see God in their story today? Gosh, even in people that, that we are with all the time, like this doesn't have to be like a new, that's a challenge to me. Just thinking about the people that are already in my life Mm -hmm. that I'm already at the table with all the time. 
and I could be more curious with them. Yeah. So uh, whatever you took out of that, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to learn from you and learn with you in that. So please let us know. Go to any of our socials. Um, would you like hug, subscribe, <laughs> comment, comment below? Yes. Um, also, I want to thank uh, Lisa P. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. I know who you are. Thank you. Some some of these times, sometimes I don't know who these people are, but Lisa P., thank you for supporting us. You can go to 10,000minutes.com and in the upper thing, it says donate a partner or something mm-hmm. like that. And we'll have the links below in the yep. description. Also, Ryan C. Thank you, uh, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan C. Not related to Ryan. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no, right. no, no, not this time. Not, not that I know. Last time he had Jen C and he it's was true. Jennifer C. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But no, you're not related. I know this Ryan C. Um, and Alexa K. Thanks, Thank Alexa. You. K and C sound alike, but they're not the same thing. Okay. So that's just <laughs> wow. English 101, 202, 509. Yes. Uh, anyways thank you guys thank you for being a part of this we love doing this and we're actually supported by you so thank you okay see See you next next week time yep okay